This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 20th, 2022. Thankful, premeditated gratitude. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Good morning here in the sanctuary, there at home or on the road or wherever you might be. Isn't this just a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom? Amen. 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 Wow, what a day. So this is our last Sunday for our series, Thankful. This morning, we're going to be focused on premeditated generosity. Well, good morning, Connection Church. I am so happy to see you. I wish I could go like, hi, 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 fist bump to every single one of you, because it's great to see you. you could, but probably not I could, but we just have to stop for a while and let me go for it. It's so good to see you here and those of you online. We are thankful for you. We are thankful that we are a family of God together and um, that you've carved time out today to come worship. It's life-giving to be together. I'm Carrie Jones. Did I say that? I'm Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today that we could be together and focus on thankful, being thankful for what we have and who you are and whose we are. Lord, we are just so grateful for even getting us up and getting us here today. I ask now that you remove any distractions so that we can have some laser focus on your word and that actually our distractedness would be we're distracted in you. So we thank you and praise you today. In Jesus' name, everybody agreed and said. Amen. 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 So this month, we've been talking about being thankful, uh, about gratitude, about appreciation. And uh, we've talked about collateral goodness. That goodness that comes along hand in hand with even some of the not so good aspects of life. The goodness we're able to realize if we look really closely at even our most challenging situations. And last week we took took a look at distracted gratitude. We talked about the busyness of life and how it often keeps us distracted from being thankful and how perhaps we might consider allowing our focus on gratitude to become our distraction instead. Well, today we're looking at something that goes hand in hand with gratitude, and that is generosity. Say generosity. Generosity. Absolute generosity. In a recent article that we uh, read in preparation for this, it was written by a person named Seagal Samuel. Uh, He tells us that neuroscience, I love neuroscience, the study of the brain and the system, the, the, the neurosystem, it reveals a link between gratitude and generosity, that practicing gratitude is not only good for our mental and physical health, but it can change our brain waves. I talked about this uh, a couple months ago when we were focused on, you know, my favorite current book, you know, Winning the War of Your Mind, and um, our brain can actually change our brain waves when we're focused on certain things. And so when we focus on generosity and gratitude, It makes us more altruistic, more generous. Mm. And then Dawn Franks is president and CEO 
of, a, of an outfit called Your Philanthropy. And in an article she, she wrote entitled, How a Thankful Heart Inspires Generosity, she says that generosity starts with thankfulness. That makes sense. And then she goes on to share this. She, she writes, I am not wise enough or possess the wisdom of an A.W. Tozer to, dwell, to, dwell, to delve into the depths of God's mysteries. But I do believe this is one of them. There is a profound reason that we each must reach out and touch others to feel truly generous. Others need us, and we possess the need to help. I believe God designed us to be generous to give. Others need us, and we possess the need to help. There's something deep inside, oftentimes, that we feel like we need to help. God designed us to be generous, to be givers. And that's because God is so generous with us. God is so generous and is lavish in his generosity with us. The Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, the second half of the Bible, he writes this, and uh, the scripture comes from the letter to the church at Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 10. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have something, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Mm. And so... Uh... We reap what we sow, don't we? We reap what we sow. The one who plants generously will get a generous crop. It doesn't just happen. You must decide in your heart how much to give. Uh, as Dr. John Gerlich, a pastor in Texas, shares in his article, Generosity, A Personal Journey, there are several great lessons about generosity that we find in these verses from 2 Corinthians. First, generosity, generosity should be a personal deciding process. A lot of times we react, we give spontaneously and sporadically rather than decidedly. Scripture points us to a decided personal decision. We must decide to give. We need to do that. Next, our motivation for giving should never be out of manipulation. So we're not here to do that at all. We're just telling you the truth. It should never be out of manipulation by someone else. If we have decided in advance, those tactics of manipulation should have little influence. And, and it reminds us also here that God loves cheerful giving. 
And that comes from giving being our choice, our desire, our decision. We are blessed when we freely give, when we have an attitude of generosity. And so some of you might get squirmy in your seats because, you know, you might be thinking, okay, here's the annual talk about tithing. That is not what this is. We are going to address it, but it's in part. It's just a piece of generosity, so don't get nervous. Or don't get so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the way you started laughing because, you knew, you know, you're thinking, are they going to give that tithing message again? It's November. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the thing about giving, about generosity, you can't outgive God. Say that with me. You can't outgive God. God's math always beats ours. I am going to speak for a moment, though, about the tithe. All right? For example, what works better in your life? Planning your own? like how to manage the money or allowing God to, uh, for you to use 90%, not allowing God, but you use 90 and then give the tithe away, which is 10%. We can tell you with absolute certainty when we did that on our own without the 10, we always seemed to feel like we were running short. And once we made the commitment... God always provided. It might have felt a little squishy sometimes, but we always had what we needed. Mm. God, oh, oh, just... When, this is a really good line. I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> when God's in charge, there are always leftovers. I didn't want you to miss that. Good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pastor Gerlich refers to this biblical strategy as premeditated generosity. Say premeditated generosity. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Premeditated generosity, this is, this is when you decide ahead of time how much to give and where you will be generous before your circumstances talk you out of it. Isn't to say that you can't be spontaneously generous as well, but premeditated generosity keeps us from being generous with just the leftovers. We're, we're generous with our first fruits, not the little that's left. Premeditated generosity. So we're not just talking about money, as I said. We're talking about generosity that includes all all of us, all of our being. For instance, generosity with our time. Generosity uh, with our talents, with our attention, with our resources that uh, other than money. It's really not so easy sometimes to be generous with our time. I'm, this church is such a generous church with their time, and we are just blown away and honored and blessed by you. It's not easy on a Sunday morning, Ron, when you have to leave Dover before 7 o'clock to be here by 7.30 when you've had a, a crazy week and you just might not feel like it. 
but you get up here and you play your guitar and you never call out. And we thank you for that. That's premeditated generosity. I could go here, 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 here and pick many of you out who have made a decision, for instance, to serve in the nursery or to go to the gym or to be outside or to every single serving and say, okay, I made that commitment. I will not call out unless I have COVID. <laughs> we don't want you here if you have that. But that's what makes this church tick because you have premeditated generosity with your time. You know, as believers, we're all given spiritual gifts. And there's a, a lot of them. I depend on, on how you interpret the scriptures and stuff, but usually I think it's a list of about 27, give or take. You know, things like leadership, uh, things like wisdom, things like uh, knowledge, things like administration, Helps. hospitality, teaching, uh, music, uh, craftsmanship, the list goes on. In addition, we all have talents. You know, na uh, just natural ability to do things that others of us just don't find so natural. <laughs> and the question is, how are you using those gifts and talents? Is it strictly for your own benefit? Or are you using them to glorify God and to edify or to lift up those around you? Are, are you using them beyond the church? You know, our mission field isn't within these walls. It's once we go out those doors down that driveway. That's our mission field, to reach out there. Are we reaching into the world to, get, to give a hand in one way or another, encouraging others to be all God called them to be? It's not easy always to be generous. In fact, we think that we have a natural tendency to be somewhat selfish to take care of ourselves and the ones we love. And that is important. We're not saying it's not. But we have this scarcity mindset. What I mean by that is that a scarcity mindset says that there's a limited amount, and if I give to you, I'm going to come up short. And that scarcity mindset limits us in our generosity. We are just launching the mitten tree. You might have gotten the link online on your Friday update, and uh, Jeremy spoke of it. We love Christmas, but and it's so easy to be giving. And I'm thinking, okay, we have this amount, and this amount, and this amount, you know, nine grandchildren, eight kids, and everybody else. And um, But what we do which pushes us a little bit is that we do like a gift per grandchild for the mitten tree. And, and it, but how could we bless our kids so much with so much and not remember? I'm not saying this, I'm just trying to give you ideas of, of how perhaps to not have a scarcity mindset. God has given us so much and we are all blessed, and rarely do we go hungry. And that's just God's generosity 
in our lives. That's it. I keep going off, so I'm sorry. That's why I have to look at him, because I'm like not going by this. So. Now, God's economy works a little differently than a scarcity mindset. See, God's economy is based on God saying that there is abundance, not scarcity. God's economy is based on God seeing that, that there is enough and even some extra for what God wants done. In God's economy, there's a mindset that sharing is caring, a mindset of giving it away, a mindset of generosity, uh, not scarcity. We read of it in all four of the Gospels, the Stories in the Bible that talk about Jesus, who he was, what he did. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, first four books of the New Testament. In God's economy, <laughs> five loaves and two fish feed over 5,000 people. Now that doesn't add up in a scarcity mindset, does it? That doesn't make sense even in an everyday mindset, but in God's mindset, it works. Not only does it work, they had 12 baskets of leftovers. So not only is God abundant, but he is excessive. <laughs> He's got leftovers. God's economy is based on abundance, that's why. Because we can't outgive God. Amen. It's not based on scarcity. It's not based on not enough, but based on what do we need? Where can we give? It's not based on on hoarding, it's based on giving it away, on having faith, on knowing that no matter what, God will find a way when there looked like there was going to be no way. God's way. In the Old Testament, there's a book called Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet. And there's one portion of Scripture where Isaiah looks to the near future and then he looks way down the road. The near future is the vision of a king on the horizon and a king down the road. The one king is the earthly kind. That's the near. The one down the road is the king of kings and the lord of lords, alpha, omega, beginning and end, the anointed one, Christ. Beginning and end. We'd like to read to you uh, a portion of Isaiah, and we're taking a look at chapter 32, verses 1 through 8. Look, a righteous king is coming, and honest princes will rule under him. Each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a parched land. Then everyone who has eyes will be able to see the truth, and everyone who has ears will be able to hear it. Even the hotheads will be full of sense and understanding. Those who stammer will speak out plainly. In that day, ungodly fools will not be the heroes. Scoundrels will not be respected. For fools speak foolishness and make evil plans. They practice ungodliness and spread false teachings about the Lord. They deprive the hungry of food and give no water to the thirsty. The smooth tricks of scoundrels are evil. They plot crooked schemes 
They lie to convict the poor, even when the cause of the poor is just. Say the rest with me. But generous people plan to do what is generous. They stand firm in their generosity. And that scripture says, plan to do, which is what we're talking about, premeditated. Generous people plan to do what is generous. And they stand firm in their generosity. See, God is generous. God is, Christ is generous. And Christ's people are generous. They stand firm in their generosity. Luke 2, 1 through 4, New Living Translation. While Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, the poor widow has given more than all the rest of them. For they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she poor as she is, has given everything she has. And so in this scripture, we see that premeditated generosity does not have so much to do with the amount, but with the intent. Not the amount, but the intent. The poor widow gave all she had. That was her plan. That was her intent. And that was premeditated. She gave it all. John 15, 12 and 13, New Living Translation. This is my commandment, Jesus says. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So all the giving we can do, I guess the most generous would be to give one's life for someone else. And there's a couple ways this can play out. On the one hand, it might mean to do everything you can for another person. Uh, To do whatever it takes so that they will survive. Uh, Not only survive, so they'll have a better life. To give everything you can for the sake of it. Like the mother who works three jobs. See that her son can go to college and get a better job than she had. Have a better life. That's definitely giving one's life for someone else. And then there's sacrificing your life in a different way. That someone would actually be willing to die. And we acknowledged Veterans Day and the veterans last week. And we do that for Memorial Day. We lift up the women and men who serve our country. And... In doing that, they're willing to sacrifice themselves for us, for people that they don't even know. That's premeditated. I mean, nobody wants that. That's like, yes, I'm going to. But that's premeditated, that they're willing to do that. And then we hear these stories where uh, someone sees somebody else crossing the street, and they jump, and a car is coming, and they jump to get the person out of the way and they lose their very life. Or how about very real, uh, the firefighters going into burning buildings or the policemen in the gap for all of us, any EM, uh, all of that. There's so many people who actually 
sacrificed their life, they know that they could not come home. Scary thing. But that is so generous. How do we pay that back? That's really one-sided. How do we pay that back? That's the generosity Jesus had for you and me. He, he willfully went to the cross, gave his life. Didn't have to do it. Was his choice. Premeditated. Planned ahead of time to allow himself to be taken, beaten, hung on a cross. He didn't deserve it. But he did allow it to happen. <laughs> for your benefit and for mine. Died so that we might live. The most generous thing that he could do for us. Premeditated generosity. And how do we pay that back? What Jesus did for us was a gift. Pure and simple. A gift of new life each day. A gift of mercy that covers us. Grace that carries us. Love that compels us. It's a gift where we can experience forgiveness and we can get out of the darkness because we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, that Jesus is the bread of life, that Jesus is the light of the world, that Jesus is our comforter, our redeemer. He sanctifies us. He redeems us with his blood. So how do we possibly say thank you? The way that we can do that is to be generous with our lives to others. To continually lean into what God wants for each one of us. And as, you know, here's Christ. And for us to align our lives to the life of our Savior. To the one who saves us. And to not have a scarcity mindset, but trust. If the Lord tells you to do something, just trust it. If the Lord tells you to give something, just trust it. Because when the Lord tells us, the alternative is disobedience. God will always provide when we follow what he asks us to do. We can always practice generosity by the way we extend and treat others, extend mercy and treat others. Everyone has equal worth and equal value in the sight of the Lord, and we can treat one another like that as well. How do we say thank you? We can say thank you with our actions, our words, our very lives. To Connection Church, let's be generous with our lives. And, and not just by chance, but by some premeditated generosity. Not just money. You know, sometimes it's easy to write a check. <laughs> Give them That's plastic. important if you want to do that. Yeah. Plastic or cash. I mean, that's important, but sometimes we do that to avoid having to do something. Premeditated generosity with our time, talent, our treasure. Choice is ours. What's your choice going to be? Yeah, that's the good news.
Let's uh, believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Most holy God, uh, abundance, that's, that's your, um, your go-to, abundance. You're an abundant God. You give us abundantly. While we're thinking scarcity, you're thinking abundantly. Please help us to shift our thinking, to, to be more trusting, to be more faithful, to know that in you all things are possible, that in you there's, there, there aren't limits for what you want done, Lord. Please help us to get out of our selfishness and to get into your generosity. Give of our lives, our very selves. Not just our money, but our time, our talent. Lord, please help us to, uh, to just look out for the other guy and gal. Follow what Jesus did where he cared and cared for each, each one out there. Please help us to open up, to reach out, and to be generous premeditated with premeditated generosity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we pray. All those gathered said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.